time to hate watch with us. Woo. What's up? Am I supposed <laughs> to answer that? <laughs> I don't know. I always feel like when I when we come out of the hate watch thing, like it's time to hate watch with us. I always feel like the immense pressure of expectation in that moment. Of what? Expectation. Oh, okay. Like, I just feel like you come off of your tagline and everyone just expects a lot out of you coming no out of the gate. No one's expecting anything from us. That's probably true. They shouldn't, at least. They shouldn't. That's a huge mistake. All right. So I know I had something I wanted to address. And then a really exciting thing happened on Netflix this week that we wanted to talk about. So where do you want to start, Kelsey? Start with your follow-up to our last episode. All right. So last episode, we had or two episodes ago, sorry, it was episode two, we had a freewheeling conversation about um, cord cutting versus cable watching um, because I'm a cord cutter and Kelsey is not. Um, and you can go back and listen to that episode for more of the reasons why. I did have a moment of superiority, though, this week that I just wanted to touch on briefly. Um, Monday night was the season finale of The Bachelor, which was Nick's season. And, of course, the series finale is always like 45,000 hours long, um, a.k.a. three hours, according to the Kirstie Math conversion. And I did not watch it live because I do not have cable. I watched it the next day on Hulu. And my viewing experience of it was just about two hours. It was a little under two hours, um, including the After the Final Rose special. So I just throw it out there to say that everyone in Bachelor Nation bitches and moans about the three-hour finale, and I got to watch it in less time because I didn't watch it live. Well, shit. Well, shit. So that's all I have to say on the matter. I'm really glad you feel validated about that. Mm-hmm. So the other thing that's very exciting that we called for in our very first episode is The Great British Bake Off has made a glorious return to Netflix. Frickin' finally. Finally. Seasons one, two, and three of the PBS Takeover, if I'm correct about that. Which is technically makes it start at season four, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. So we're still talking later seasons, but either way, it's still seasons that you can't get on YouTube. It's pretty great. I watched all of season one yesterday during snow day. It was worth it. Um, One thing to note is you will be lacking in any sort of historical lessons from these episodes because those are cut out of the PBS versions. I still question that judgment, but having not seen any of those seasons yet, I will reserve further judgment. After watching a lot yesterday... I judge that I like it. <laughs> so there you go, world. Um, we're four episodes into this lovely adventure together, and things are already coming full circle. It's really great. So speaking of judging, things, I'm going to move on to our first topic, which is the new NBC comedy Trial and Error. See what I did there with judging <laughs> and trials? <laughs> You're so punny. So punny. Anyway, I learned about this lovely program through a promoted Facebook ad from BuzzFeed saying, you like Parks and Rec. This show is the new Parks and Rec, leading me to a BuzzFeed listicle about this show conveniently created for NBC. All of the words that just fell out of your face are my fear landscape. Mm -hmm. So branded content is a scary place. (laughs) They 
targeted the correct consumer but did not give me content I cared about. But somehow I got roped into watching it anyway. So I did everyone a favor and have some thoughts that I can share. <laughs> Thank God. So what I've done here after watching this pilot is taken the BuzzFeed list and all the things that they claim and debunked them one by one because that's <laughs> how upset I was. Salty. Um, so before I do that, I can give you the premise very quickly. The premise is basically that a New York lawyer who is young and eager gets sent to a southern town in South Carolina to defend a weird sort of like wacky old guy in this murder trial against, well, that supposedly he murdered his wife is basically the premise here. And he works in this <laughs> weird little lawyer's office that is also a taxidermist's office. And so there's like taxidermy grizzly bears around and he has this assistant slash intern slash secretary who works for him. And then the local sheriff or no, not sheriff, lawyer, former cop who is basically like um, Dwight Schrute. So that's sort of what we're dealing with. There's also some other, like, the, de the what's the other word for that? The defendant, what's the other? Uh, <laughs> prosecution? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the opposite of the defendant? Yeah. I've watched some hard right. dramas. <laughs> is hard. The prosecutor is one of the, like main adversaries in the show there's the um i can't think of <laughs> the guy who's on trial <laughs> i swear i'm prepared <laughs> Anyway, there's some people in this town. <laughs> I had so much wine in my mouth. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> ah. Okay. So okay. That's the premise if you've ever heard one. Um. <laughs> so, um, so we're going for the defendant? Yep, that's the one. Okay, all right. Anyway, his, his daughter's another character. <laughs> There's some, there's some characters. <laughs> These are characters. <laughs> Welcome right. to the show. Here is character. So, I want to read you my play-by-play -play notes of watching this show before I dive into the BuzzFeed analysis. The I'm ready. Th the first thing I wrote was, terrible theme song. It's horrible. <laughs> the music throughout the whole thing is also horrible. And then I have this list... Jokes about getting in touch with the cable company. Jokes about losing your luggage. Jokes about a New Yorker in the South. Jokes about, about viral videos. Jokes about Southerners being dumb. Jokes Ugh. about penises. Jokes <laughs> about Jews being Northeastern lawyers. Oh no. And jokes about inbreeding. Oh no. So, so they just, they really yeah. just crammed all of it in there, huh? They crammed all of it in there and it wasn't fun for anyone. So moving on to BuzzFeed. The first thing they claimed was that I would like it a lot, all caps. I do not. <laughs> they said that the town in South Carolina is just like Pawnee, Indiana. It is not. <laughs> the lead character, they said, is a combination of Leslie and Ben. 
first of all, he makes his assistant write his whiteboard notes, which they would never do. Nope. And second of all, he chooses Thai food over calzones or waffles, so that's ridiculous. I mean, Leslie was also never Ben's assistant. Like, there was never a weird, like, secretary dynamic. No. Even once he was her boss, like, it was never gross. No. The, the lead character is just gross. Number four, they just said shot in a mockumentary style. Like, okay, that's helpful. I mean, plot. that describes pretty much every half-hour sitcom created in the U.S. or the U.K. since, like, 2002. Right. So, I don't really need that. And Parks and Rec was barely a mockumentary style, if you really want to get down to it. And this one is full of, like, lower thirds and interviews, and it's very weird. No. Number five. Josh also works in an office, and Grizzly Bear Taxidermy is the next best thing to Ron Swanson. No, absolutely nope. not. Ron Swanson would so not be into taxidermy. No, I can't have that. Um, number six, all of his quirky coworkers would fit perfectly in the Parks Department. Nope. The only thing I can say is that the secretary is named Anne, and she is not Anne. <laughs> number seven, Josh, lawyer, will face off against small-town bureaucratic enemies that I will hate but love because they are so funny, just like Jeremy Jam. First nope. of all, Jeremy Jam wasn't funny, and I didn't love him. And second no, of he all, was just kind of a sad sack. Right, and second of all, I didn't find anyone funny in the show. Number eight, <laughs> Andy would fit perfectly in South Carolina because physical comedy. Nope. Which I just have questions about. <laughs> So have we just created the stereotype that all Southerners are well-versed in physical comedy? Yes, and also this list, like, varied, like, in combined film elements and, like, camera elements with storytelling and character, which doesn't actually work for this argument. No. I mean, mostly... I want to move somewhere that has a lot of physical comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it mostly just makes me wonder, like, if the showrunners have spent any time in the South. Yeah, I had that question a lot. I have not spent much time in the South, but I have spent some time in the South. And one thing I will tell you is it's not like people are doing, like, the Monty Python funny walk bit in the middle of their, like, black tie Mardi Gras balls. Right. So there was... (laughs) The small town lawyer decided to act out his potential theory of what happened during the murder, which he thought was a suicide, by throwing himself through a window to show that the victim could have thrown themselves out the window. Okay. Like, that's where we're at here. And that was their justification of physical comedy? Yes. Okay. And it was funny because he fell. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) This is where we're at. Um, (laughs) Number nine, there is a puppy named Shakespeare who is like champion. Okay. I will give them points for this because this dog was also carried and I did not see all four of its legs. So, but basically what it makes me wonder is did NBC try to create a, like... Yes. Stencil of Parks and Rec, and we're like, here you go, 
people who loved Parks and Rec. Here's, I think that's part of it. You know, and like, I, I'm imagining a four-year-old with, like, a stencil of a horse handing you this drawing that's nothing but, like, a colored pencil outline of a horse inside of a stencil and then handing it to you and being, like, you know, enjoy trail riding with your new horse. Yeah, I think that's definitely part of it. I think the other <laughs> part of it is that they paid BuzzFeed and BuzzFeed had to grasp at straws and find whatever they could to connect the dots. Is that, are you saying that in defense of BuzzFeed? Um... I'm giving BuzzFeed the benefit of the doubt while also knowing they're a sneaky bastards who targeted <laughs> me with this content and made me do this. Um, the last item on this list is it will be my favorite new comedy. And obviously it is not. So BuzzFeed, you failed. NBC, you failed worse. Well, I mean, who on the face of the planet? I feel like this came out of Pilot Palooza um, as discussed in episode one. But like, who on the face of the planet has ever sat down in front of a pilot and been like, this is my show now? Also, let's pay some goddamn due to the art that is the full series arc of Parks and Rec. Because it's not like they got that shit right on the first try. That was a long, slow, like build up it was a slow burn and very much on purpose and that is so much of what made it so beloved to so many people so are you saying i have to give this show more episodes well so the only thing i made a note of this the only thing i wanted to ask you full disclosure for those of you in the listening audience i did not watch this kelsey took the bullet for me and i didn't because it violated two of my most firmly held beliefs one i should never be targeted for content especially BuzzFeed content. Fuck you and your sponsored shit. Second firmly held belief, nothing will ever be better than Parks and Rec in all of this life. Right. So, that in mind, the one question I did want to ask you out of fairness is, I guess it's a two-parter. One, was your reaction to this pilot so strong because BuzzFeed in particular worked so hard to work the Parks and Rec angle? And do you think it was so lame because it was a pilot? I think I went into it angry and hating it because BuzzFeed <laughs> tried so hard to manipulate me into liking it. Mm -hmm. I also feel like it was a very weak pilot. Okay. Because I will say that even to this day, one of the biggest criticisms of Parks and Rec is that it had a weak and slow pilot. And weak first season, which as someone who watches the show basically monthly. Um, I no longer see it that way, but the first couple of times I rewatched the entire series, I also agreed with the weak season one criticism. So I'm someone who did like season one, which I know is unpopular, but <laughs> I think that that pilot holds up way more than this one does. This one was mm -hmm. very, like, Big Bang Theory, lowbrow, like... Southerners are dumb. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Comedy, and it was just tough. So let me ask you a really overly specific question. You My know favorite. how... <laughs> you know how, like, uh, you know, like Frito-Lay or Pringles or whatever, um, you know, spends a lot of money on research to figure out the exact mix of, like, salt and fat that's going to hit the, like, junk food receptors in your brain to make you eat more? Mm -hmm. Do you think this was a scientifically formulated sitcom along the lines of the fat and salt receptors? Oh, yeah. Okay. And do you think, I apologize, I feel like these are all leading questions, but like, 
I mean it genuinely. Like, do you think NBC intended this to be like the print of Parks and Rec to reclaim the Parks and Rec audience? Or do you think that was something that BuzzFeed did because of sponsored content? I think that they intend to at least grab some of that audience. I think they had the luxury when, like, I think a lot of the office people moved over to Parks and Rec once the office was done. And then since Parks and Rec has been over, like, people haven't really had another NBC show to watch. Like, a lot of them moved over to, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but that's Fox. So there's not anything else like it on NBC. So I think they're trying to win back a lot of that group, obviously, with them spending money to reach us in particular. It makes me think that that was intentional. I don't mm-hmm. know if they were saying, like, this is a blueprint of Parks and Rec. I think they were trying to find something in the same vein. Yeah, I was thinking about it today, and that was basically the conclusion I was wondering if I should come to, if that makes sense. Because um, I was thinking, like, the Parks and Rec audience was not only um, basically, like, a cult, audience, but it has maintained its cult status, uh, which is not something that a network sitcom usually gets to do. Um, I think the the Parks and Rec audience has remained far more loyal than certainly the Office audience ever did. Um, I think the Office audience barely made it across the finish line. I don't know about that. I mean, I do know plenty of people who watched the, the last season of The Office and liked it, but there were also many people that I knew who watched The Office and felt like um, the last couple seasons leading up to season nine were like the Badlands. I agree. I think that even people who thought that can have a genuine debate about, like, is The Office in its prime better than Parks and Rec in its prime? And I've seen Mm -hmm. a lot of, like, Twitter battles go down about that. (laughs) But pretty much all of those battles that I've ever heard, and I would say be part of, but I don't want it to be misleading and make it sound like I'm the one fighting that good fight, because I am, but I'm not trying to use those as an example. But usually Parks and Rec still comes out victorious in those debates. Yeah, more often than not, you do see that. Mm -hmm. So I guess my point more or less is like, I I was imagining that NBC is missing having Parks and Rec on its bench. Yeah. And like, I, all I wanted to know is how exactly how desperate were they to try to reclaim that audience? I mean, you can watch Trial and Error on NBC and let me know. (laughs) Because I think the thing that I was reflecting on and feeling a little bit resentful of towards trial and error is that it's sort of like the conversation around viral videos and creating viral videos and marketing. And like, you certainly had your arguments with supervisors about this in the past. Like you don't create a cult following. You don't create something that resonates intentionally that way with people. And where I was feeling frustrated with NBC is thinking that they could prepackage something that would hit people in the same feeling center that Parks and Rec did. And, like, I know networks aren't exactly trying to traffic in, like, deep emotional resonance, but... Unless this is us. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's a barn for another time. (laughs) Touché. But, like, I was just feeling frustrated that they could miss the point so severely and not have had some takeaways from their experience running Parks and Rec. Well, how much of that experience is them versus, like, the showrunners? Well, that's the thing, right? Like, that's where it starts to get into the nitty-gritty of, like, how things become cult staples, I guess, um, and, like, gain deep followings the way Parks and Rec did. 
because um, reality is that really was about the showrunners and it was about the particular actors and about the worldview that existed in that show. And you can't just lift sort of that warm caramel center like out of one <laughs> show and insert it into another. Would you say that it's a little cinnamon bun too pure for this world? <laughs> it is a beautiful cinnamon bun. Too pure, too good for this world. Anyway. <laughs> um, do you feel like I've given you enough information about trial and error that you do not ever have to watch it? Oh, I will absolutely never watch it. And all you did for me is validate that there is no reason for me to. I will check back in in about four months or so um, to see if any of the recappers have done anything with it. Yeah. But I'm also only going to look within the circle of recappers that I already follow. I think that's valid. And if they do anything with it, I'm going to wait about six seasons before I give it a chance. (laughs) That's safe. Distance yourself. (laughs) Mostly, it violates both of my most firmly held beliefs to the same end of trying to force me to watch some piece of shit half-hour sitcom. No. (laughs) I say no, sir. Not today. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) So, are you ready to move on to our surprise second segment? I am ready. And if you have any thoughts about trial and error, because you also subjected yourself to that torture and moral degradation. Why did you do that? Please feel free to reach out to us (laughs) using our Twitter at HateWatchWithUs or by email with our old school email address, HateWatchWithUs at gmail.com. All right. On that note, (laughs) so to give a little backstory about our B segment today, um... Kirsty made a comment last week that I noted enthusiastically. Um, she said that she knows a lot about broadcast networks for a short cutter. <laughs> so I decided to put together a fun little game. Oh God. She doesn't know anything about it. <laughs> and we're going to see just how well she knows broadcast networks. Oh, God, I'm so scared. <laughs> Welcome to the game called... What fresh hell is this? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Was it worth the on mic reveal? broadcast network of these mid-season premieres. So I have 14, 14 shows. Okay. These shows are in a variety of categories. They have aired either on, this is where you could take notes. Okay. Should I write down like one through 14? If you want, I can give you, I'll give you by category if that helps too. Okay. Okay. Um, network options are CBS ABC, NBC, or Fox. They came out from January until May-ish of this year, so some are already out, some are coming out. They had to fall into that mid-season area. Um, For a side note, backstory, um, at one (laughs) point, 
a couple of years ago before Netflix mid-season pickups were like the back burner shows obviously that networks were like these were not even good enough to have a fall pickup but I guess we'll replace something that tanked now a lot of <laughs> shows that they deem good actually come out at this time of year because of Netflix and Game of Thrones and the way that the Emmys um, cuts off in June. So some of these shows are fillers and some of them are presumably good shows. So what I will give you, you can tell me what category you want to pick from. I will give you the time slot, the premise, and a quote from the trailer for the first episode. Ooh. You have to guess the network it is on. At the end of this game, in theory, we will know which network you know best. <laughs> I already have a suspicion of which network I know best, but... I know. I do, too. Okay, okay. Um, so your categories? Do you have any wait, other questions? Yeah, I was just going to ask if we're going, like, full Great British Bake Off here, but, like, what's what's the prize? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, so we are going full Great British Bake Off. We're probably going Great British Bake Off. The prize is you get to come up with the next game. (laughs) Ooh, okay. (laughs) Okay, those are stakes I can get behind. All right. Okay. So your categories are sitcom or comedy, there are four. Okay. Reality competition, also four. Okay. Legal drama or procedural, three. Okay. Criminal drama or thriller, there are five of those. And okay. there's a miscellaneous category that has two that didn't fit anywhere else. Okay. All right. Do you feel like you're ready to begin and tell me what category you want? Or what? Yeah. What category you want first? You can switch around per question. Oh, like Jeopardy style. Yeah. All right. Why don't you hit me with that criminal thriller? Criminal thriller. All right. This show airs on Saturdays at 8 p.m. The premise is, a crisis negotiator is brought in to use his insight into human behavior to resolve the most difficult kidnap and ransom cases. Despite the stakes, he refuses to resort to violence, even when confronted by some of the most dangerous criminals in the world. Also worth noting, I've taken all of these premises from the websites, so they're (laughs) fascinating. They're full network. Oh yeah. The quote from the trailer. There is nothing wrong with being afraid. It's what you do with your fear that matters. <laughs> All right, FDR. Um, fuck. I feel like I know this one. Like, uh, shit. Maybe that's just networks at work. I definitely feel like I heard about this one. Um, and I'm torn, and I'm going to choose the wrong choice out of the two that I'm thinking of, but I'm going to go with... CBS. You're right. Yes. Whew. Okay. You got one. All right. That Woo. is called Ransom in that prime Saturday 8 p.m. slot. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, hit me with another, another crime. All right. This, mod- this is on Mondays at 10 p.m. Okay. This modern-day edge-of-your-seat thriller follows the origin story of a younger, hungrier form, former Green Beret as he deals with a personal tragedy that shakes his world. As he fights to overcome the trauma of the incident and exact revenge, he's pulled into a career as a deadly CIA operative, a job that awakens his very particular and very dangerous set of skills. 
That's a hint. The quote is, my condolences, I'm the director of an emergency covert team. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Delivered in that manner. (laughs) I know the thing I often lack in condolences delivered to me is assurances of people's skills. (laughs) Uh, This is based on a feature film. Fuck, I don't feel equipped for this one. Fox? No, NBC, Taken. Ugh, damn it, that was my first guess. Oh, fuck! Yeah. Ugh, damn it. (laughs) NBC was my gut, and I didn't go with it. You know your networks, come on. I know my networks, all right. (laughs) Let's just, let's blow through these five. Hit me with another criminal. All right, this is a revival series. It is on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. In this new series based on an original series from 2005 to 2009, clues surface that suggest a previously thought-to-be-dead young man may be alive. His wife and brother reunite to engineer the biggest escape ever, as three of Fox River State Penitentiary's most notorious escapees are pulled back into the action. Quote, Storms, they can come back, can't they? (laughs) Is this, was it like Prison Break or some shit? Like, Mm -hmm. it was like a... Wasn't that, like, a 24 derivative of some kind? Yep. Uh, so is that on Fox? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got it! I got it. All right. I feel like I need, like, a bell. I know. Goddamn. Goddamn. All right. All right. Hit me. I'm feeling good. All right. This is Thursday at 10 p.m. Mm. In this thrilling new spinoff... The world's most elusive criminals come together to form an elite mercenary team as they try to regain their self-worth after a lifetime of inflicting damage on the world. Seeking redemption for their past transgressions, this group solves problems governments don't dare touch. What? Quote, I don't know if I should be thrilled or terrified. (laughs) Ain't that the truth. ABC? NBC. Damn it. Those NBC Redemption. All right, I'm at 50%. That's a solid what, D? (laughs) (laughs) All right, you want the last one? Yeah, hit me. All right, also on Thursdays at 10 p.m., so that's a hint. Yeah. When a detective on an elite squad of the LAPD is found to be operating in a gray area to fight the war on crime, the LAPD brass assign a heroic, untarnished cop to pose as Frank's trainee to spy on him and his team. Over time, they form an uneasy alliance that will change the course of both their lives irrevocably. Mm. The quote here is great. Police works like sex. It's more effective when it isn't pretty. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, networks. Oh, networks. I don't know, man. Something happened in the mid-90s and bitches just got buck wild. Oh, yeah. All right. This is also based on a feature film. <sighs> so we have literally nothing unique coming from the crime category. <laughs> we have two feature films, one revival, runs one spin-off, and one inspired by true events. Um, ABC? CBS! Damn it! It's all right. It's all right. We're still early in this game. Yeah, we are. It's not surprising that the crime thrillers are, like, a low-performing category for me. Right. Um, okay. Let's go with some miscellaneous. I need a palate cleanser. All right. You want a palate cleanser? This is a docu-series. Ooh. 
on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. A limited series inspired by the iconic People magazine covers that have made a lasting impact on American culture. People editors are featured throughout the series and share their expertise on all topics. If you love People's Greatest Love Stories, you're just gonna love this. <laughs> God. NBC? ABC! God! <laughs> Bitches! It's alright, it's alright. Girl, What's we're next? at number seven. And I've only gotten two right. So but you're having so much fun. You're <laughs> having the most fun. Okay. Um damn it. Hit me with the hit me with two sitcoms. Two sitcoms. All right. Mm. This one is on Tuesday at 9.30 p.m. A fiercely independent career woman's life is turned upside down when she meets the love of her life, a divorced father of three. This triggers even more upheaval when the slightly unhinged imaginary friend she created as a child suddenly reappears to help her navigate the transition from single girl to a woman ready for a family. The quote... You're independent, and you'll never rely on any boy or girl. Your haircut makes things confusing. (laughs) (laughs) The quotes are just so good. (laughs) I want that one tattooed on my body. (laughs) Fox? ABC! Uh, can I just uh, say that anything that starts with the words independent career woman, like, needs to be burned with fire. I don't even know, like, what fucking circle of hell all cat- all things that include descriptors with the words independent career woman, like, belongs in, but there is a separate circle of hell just for that. Do you want another independent career woman? Yes. All right. Actually, she's a smart, ambitious news producer. Oh, God. So this is on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. A smart, ambitious news producer at a national cable news show was raised by an overly involved mom who always told her she was destined for greatness. But now at 30, she's feeling stuck in her career and is looking for a change. Meanwhile, her mother is also looking for a change. After 30 years of being a stay-at-home mom, she decides (laughs) that it's never too late to follow your dreams and lands an internship at her daughter's news show. This is her daughter's worst nightmare until she comes to realize that with her biggest cheerleader at her side, she and her mom both might just make it after all. As an advocate... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, as an advocate for, like, mother-daughter stories, that makes me want to, like, vomit on every network executive's shoes. And then, like, I'm trying to think of even something, like, enough for how gross that is. That's so gross. Do you want to hear them relating to millennials? Yes. Who is Snapchat? Is he one of the minions? And are they all Pokemon? (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no. Yeah. No. The the thing, the thing. Oh, okay. NBC. You're right. Yeah. Uh, I guessed it as soon as you said it was like a news person. Mm -hmm. The thing of it is, though, that... A group of people. Here's what's always gotten me about network shows, right? Is that it's not like it's one person with like a fucking YouTube channel and no checks and balances. Oh, no. A group of people 
wrote the pitch package, who sent it to a group of executives, who reviewed it, who sent it back for years and years and years and years and years of what the fuck ever, who sent it to a group of people in a writer's room, who sent it to a group of people who made the damn thing, who sent it to a group of people who edited the thing, who sent it to a group of focus groups, and now it's on the air. How does this happen? That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't have answers. I can only just appreciate your argument. <laughs> You're right. I know I am. Okay. So that was two of the sitcoms. My notes are so messy. Hit me with a procedural. You want a procedural? All right. Yeah. All right. This one has a hint in it, just so you know. Mm. It is on Sundays at 9. The state attorney's dedicated team of prosecut- prosecutors. That word. Mm. <laughs> you and prosecutors tonight. <laughs> Prosecutors and investigators navigate heated Chicago politics and controversy head-on while fearlessly pursuing justice. As they, t- as they take on the city's high-stakes and often media-frenzied cases, they must balance public opinion, power struggles within the system, and their unwavering passion for the law. <laughs> Quote, also maybe a hint, the law should be pure. It should be better than politics. That's the only way a great country stays great. <laughs> CBS. NBC! Damn it. It's a Chicago show. I, well. They have a franchise built on Chicago. I know they do. Chicago Justice. Ugh. It's okay. Ugh. Okay, it was rough. That one is rough. Speaking of, like, people's shoes who I want to vomit on. (laughs) Dick Wolf. Yes. Hit me with another procedural. All right. When an, this is on Wednesdays at 8. When an African-American sheriff's deputy kills an unarmed white college student, a small town in North Carolina is turned oh, upside God. down. Before the town has a chance to grapple with this tragedy, the neglected murderer of an African-American teen is brought to light, opening wounds that threaten to tear the community apart. This series provides an explosive autopsy of our criminal justice system. Quote, no one is above the law, and when there are questions, I want answers. <laughs> I just imagine some dude, some, like, 27-year-old dude who, like, rocketed out of his internship earlier than he should have in the writer's room being like, wait, guys, I got it. So tough. When I have questions, I want them answered. Like, Mm -hmm. the fuck? Um, Fox? Yeah. Yeah. You got two for Fox right now. Yeah. All right. What's next? Um, let's go back to sitcom land. Okay. This is on Thursdays at 8.30. Wayne Security, a subsidiary of Wayne Enterprises, specializes in products that make defenseless bystanders feel a little little safer in a world where humanity must cope with the collateral damage of superheroes and (laughs) supervillains. I can't. On her first day, the new director of research and development quickly learns that her expectations far exceed those of her new boss and co-workers, so it'll be up to her to lead the team toward their full potential in the realization that you don't need superpowers to be a hero. Oh. You want the quote? <laughs> yeah. When superheroes fight super battles, it super sucks. <laughs> <laughs> She's so beautiful. Oh, God. 
get it because super super <laughs> nbc yeah yeah the it's first, all that proprietary shit the first comedy from dc comics Real talk, though, why did it take them so long to turn um, comic book properties into episodics? Uh, Is it a budget thing? I think they just ran out of reboots they could do for films. But, like, comic book properties are episodic in their origin. Like, comic books are episodic. So, like, is it just a budget issue that it never made it to television until now? I think part of it was that, because you needed all the effects. So much CGI. Sorry, I don't have better answers for you. I spent all weekend just looking up trailers for... (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what do we have left? You've got two sitcoms, four reality competition, one legal drama, and one miscellaneous. Wait, did I miscalculate how many I'm guessing here? I don't know. I didn't... Okay, I did my math wrong. Hit me with some reality. Did you forget about reality? I just, it never made it into my lineup. How many are there in total? I have 14. Yeah. No. Uh, no, my I'm math on, is wrong. <laughs> I was like, I'm on number 11. I have been keeping count. All right, hold on. Math again. There's 18. <laughs> 18. Okay. All right. Hit me with some reality. Some reality. Okay. Thursday, 9 p.m. This new competition series teams 10 expert survivalists with pampered partners to face the toughest challenges of their lives. The series drops these unlikely duos into a tropical jun- jungle in Fiji where they must overcome dangerous animals, raging rivers, hunger, and extreme weather. While these no nonsense survivalists are accustomed to fending for themselves, there's one thing for which none of the previous expeditions have prepared them. They're nature-phobic partners who think glamping is roughing it. <laughs> Quote, I'm sorry that you live like this. I'm not a swamp man. <laughs> uh, ABC. Fox. I didn't know Fox even really did reality. Oh, they do. This is called kicking and screaming. <laughs> okay, hit me with another reality. Okay. Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Nine teams of two embark on a real-life manhunt as they attempt to disappear in today's vast digital world as highly skilled investigators combine state-of-the-art tracking methods with traditional tactics to pursue and catch them. A grand prize of $250,000 is awarded to each team that successfully evades being caught for up to 28 days. This is my favorite quote of this whole game. I'm the owner of an escape room business. They have no clue what they're in for. basically the hunger games do they know that i mean maybe it is kind of the hunger games cbs you're right good job this is called hunted that's original okay why don't you hit me with that last legal okay this is on wednesdays at 10 p.m a brilliant attorney at a boutique firm starts to fall for her charismatic client an altruistic pediatric pediatric (laughs) pediatric surgeon recently accused of murdering his girlfriend 24 years ago she hides her feelings from recently accused of a 24 year old murder yes okay she hides her feelings from co-workers that include a know-it-all trans a know-it-all a transgender ivy league graduate who fights passionately for her clients since she's experienced justice firsthand that was a network note Mm. and 
a former felon who earned his degree while serving time. Her decision to become involved with her client could put her career and happiness at risk, which means she needs to work even harder to prove reasonable doubt, even if she has some herself. The quote is, not everyone from Iowa lives on a farm. (laughs) (laughs) Real talk, though, as... Yeah? What? I was going to say, as someone who grew up in Vermont, I've literally had to say those words. So, like, I get it. (laughs) It's fair. Um, This program was canceled after two episodes. Oh, shit. R.I.P. Wow. That's Mm -hmm. a burn. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, hmm. NBC? CBS. Ooh, really? Yeah. That's, that seems like waters that CBS would not be ready for. I think that's why they canceled it after two episodes. No kidding. Like, I thought, like, Fox seems like the most prepared to take that on. Mm-hmm. I think your guess was the right guess. <laughs> like, I understand. Well, right, like, I knew that wasn't going to be a Fox. And there was no way CBS was ready. <laughs> there was no way. There was no way. As they learned. Um, give me a reality. Okay. This one has no quote. I'm sorry. Oh. On Friday at 8 p.m., talented toy designers are given the opportunity to bring their toy concept to life. The toys and their adventure- inventors <laughs> are put through a series of trials and tests before ta- facing the ultimate judges, a panel of no-nonsense toy-loving kids. You fucking kidding me? <laughs> That's real. ABC. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I know. That's some freeform shit right there if I've ever seen it. Oh, yeah. Dear fucking Lord. Did Chris Columbus come up with that idea? He might as well have come up with that idea. <laughs> Fuck Chris Columbus. Why would you bring him into this? <laughs> oh, all right. Um... I, I have one reality, one sitcom, and one miscellaneous. Yes, that's correct. Okay, give me the sitcom. All right. Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. An unapologetic degenerate suddenly finds herself stuck in an affluent town. <laughs> Got typos. <laughs> affluent town. Raising her spoiled niece and nephews. Being a mother was never in her game plan, but these kids desperately need a parent. And as irresponsible as she has been her entire life, she may discover that responsibility and motherhood aren't the buzzkill she always thought they would be. Quote, next time he gives you crap, pull his pants down and point at his tiny pecker. Fox? Yeah, that's Fox. Yeah. Wow. I, I. Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) sure, sure. Hit me with that reality television. <laughs> All right. This Thursday show airs at 9 p.m. and does feature Lance Bass. In this unscripted cooking series, celebrity duos are pitted against each other as they cook and critique each other's food. The teams take turn hosting intimate dinner parties in Hollywood homes with a menu designed to impress their rival competitors and two professional chef judges. The quote is, how did you become good friends? Our spouses fucked each other. Oh, 
give me <laughs> give me the time again. Thursday at nine. Thursday at nine. Oh my goodness. <laughs> each other <laughs> that mid-season reality of life that mid-season that shit is so so real um nbc no it's fox uh that was my original guess because they fucked each other i really thought you had that i i mean i did i just sometimes mm-hmm. doubt my gut don't ever do that don't ever do that. In my notes, I'm going to count that one as correct. <laughs> That's fair. Do you want your last miscellaneous one? My last misc. All right, this is a fantasy thriller. Oh, boy. Sunday is at 9 p.m. Travel through centuries, decades, and days with a young H.G. Wells in the time machine he created. A fantasy world is created surrounding the events that inspired these great literary works. We look at the world of today through the eyes of yesterday, while fully charged with danger and centered in thrills, satire, humor, and most of all, an epic love story. So they're really trying to just fit all that shit in there. Quote, I believe that my friend John is Jack the Ripper. He's escaped to the future, and I'm the only one who can catch him. Real talk, though, um, Jane's father, Rogelio, and Jane the Virgin made this telenovela. Really? Yeah. Spoiler alert for season two, but yeah. Well, that's pretty amazing. Um, CBS. No, it's ABC. Damn it. Oh. Okay, how'd I do? Not good, according to my notes. So you've got three for Fox, two for CBS, two for NBC, and one for ABC. (laughs) So you don't know shit about ABC. I don't know shit about ABC, and I honestly believed in my soul that I had my shit on lock for ABC dramas. Do you know know. how much time I have poured into ABC dramas? Although, although, I want to take a step back here. It's important that I just qualify that I have poured a lot of time into ABC dramas, because I have never dipped my toes in the waters of any other ABC programming. That's fair. I honestly thought that from watching The Bachelor, you would have gotten some ads. No, because I watch on Hulu. They still give you ads, because they're... Yeah, but they don't give me ABC ads. They give me Hulu ads. that's great. Yeah. And besides, I typically, because I'm usually watching on my phone, Mm -hmm. um, and depending on what I'm watching, like if it's an after the final rose special, I have the screen down and I'm listening to it podcast style, and I'm not an auditory learner. That's fair. That's fair. Which makes it interesting that I listen to as much podcast content as I do. Yeah. Well... That's good. I... I do take away from this that I, um, my years of watching Family Guy on cable, like, at 2 a.m., um, imprinted on me what Fox's aesthetic is. Yeah, you've got that pretty much down. (laughs) Not their reality aesthetic. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think they were trafficking in reality at the time that I was watching Family Guy in high school. No, I feel like they only dabble in it anyway. Yeah. Reality is also just not my genre. Things that should should surprise you. I mean, what here is your genre? They're all so bad. They're just <laughs> bad. Like, I didn't. I watched all of these goddamn previews, and not a single one of them compelled me to watch the show. Honestly, I Kelsey has been telling me about this game since the last time we recorded, which was what Thursday, mm-hmm. and. I did, have not given you your due for the amount of work that had to go into this. Like, I want all of you out there to take a second 
And think about those nights when you are watching late night cable, if you have cable and are watching in real time, and you're under your fuzzy blanket, and you've eaten dinner, and you're like checking your emails in preparation for work tomorrow, and you're not really watching, and you hate your entire life, and there's all these ads, and you're like, fuck all these shows, I hate all these shows, I hate cable. Kelsey did that to herself on purpose. And I watched Trial and Error, guys. And she watched all of Trial and Error. Wow, you have been through the hate watch ringer this week. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> tough, but it was worth it. It was so worth it. I also am pro bringing back what fresh hell is this for every <laughs> sweeps. Season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what fresh hell is this is absolutely coming back. I there are so many uses for this. I'm so excited. And if you guys know of some fresh hell that we are missing out on, please send it to us. Please send all of it to us all the time. Please. <laughs> please don't send us Game of Thrones though because we already know that's fresh hell. Yeah, no, Game of Thrones is its own kind of fresh hell. That's for sure. Um, so yes, please send us your future fresh hells to us on Twitter at HateWatchWithUs. Yeah. Or do it via email. There's no way to keep it secret from both of us because we both access the accounts. So, you know, take That's that for funny. what it's worth. I've never logged in. <laughs> All right. Well, good job. You did not technically surpass 50%, so I don't know if you've no. earned the right to make the next game, but I'll consider it. <laughs> no, you're such a good sport. You are still on deck for the next game. so join us next time when we will hate watch some other things that are maybe not these things next week is gonna be lit (laughs) i definitely can agree that it will be lit having looked at the spreadsheet Uh, well, thanks uh, Thanks for joining us. Feel free to put me on blast for overestimating my knowledge of networks. Feel free to put me on blast for not knowing anything about our legal system. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.